This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Delivery. so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 20 of the Stacey West podcast. I'm Ben and as ever I'm joined by Gary. How are we doing? I'm doing very well my friend. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, it's been um it it was a it's been a busy week. Um we've got a little uh, got together a little bit later than we normally would to to get this one recorded. Um did you have a good Christmas is the is the key thing. Yes mate. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, we've um obviously we've had a little bit of a chat off air cuz it's always nice to catch up without the I'd say the world listening but without a couple of hundred people listening. Um <laughs> yeah, I did mate. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and you? Yeah, it was really nice. Um just sort of a nice little uh few days away from work and and sort of sat sat at home watching uh watching bad telly drinking lots of beer and uh, having some good food so it was all all nice family was around and we went around to some other family and uh yeah it was it was a nice time of year so um did you get any city related gifts um what did I, I got a, a lincoln city calendar for 2019 uh as part of my work secret santa which was uh which was good um okay but other than that, no, we didn't uh, didn't really get any city related gifts. I did get my wife a uh, a little um, Lincoln Imp charm for her Pandora bracelet that she's got, which uh, she was genuinely quite surprised and quite delighted with. So, I think I've scored a few brownie points. Yeah, I think you did. I think you scored more than my missus, uh, or that I did with my missus rather, who was incredibly surprised to unwrap a pair of first team socks uh, for her <laughs> Christmas present. That's exceptional. Uh, she actually asked for them, to be fair, and I, I received a pile of uh, pre-1973 programmes from my mother, which uh, is a little specialist, um, and I got to think of Lincoln City Diary as well. But neither of us got three points, but we're not going to talk about that, are we? Because that's not what we're going no, I mean, for, Ben. No, we, we, we've sort of had a quick discussion, and we're not going to talk too much about the games, if any at all, really. Uh, obviously, um, personally, I, I would probably have taken four points from it you know i would expected one one win and a draw um over the over the weekend but or over the week sorry but i i think the results probably came away with with well the alternate games if you like i thought we would have probably gotten a draw against newport and, and won at crew but three points is better than two points so you know two draws would have been you know people probably would have been happier than that with you know, happier with that sorry than than a, a win and a loss but um yeah we'll 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 draw a line under the the games obviously there's been a lot said i think a lot of it's been nonsense but we'll um we'll we'll talk about the the transfer window and the squad because i think that was what um the initial plan was to do sort of a, a transfer window special this week um and yeah we've we're going to go through the, the the current squad, see how we've gotten on, see who we think our top performers are, that's that, that kind of thing. Um, and then what we're going to do is talk about potential targets and, you know, areas that we feel are going to strengthen. So, Gary, if you want to take the reins. 
Yeah, of course. I was hoping for a special jingle, to be honest. I was hoping for some sort of lead in there, like, duh, 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 it's the transfer special. Transfer um, window! Something a little bit more professional. Than, yeah. <laughs> something a little bit better than Rob Makepeace does. Yeah, and uh, cheers for listening, Rob. But he always laughs when you go in on the radio and he presses a button and it's like, wow. <laughs> um, I always admire their, their kind of, I call it shabby chic radio. They do it, Rob does it very, very well. Um, and I was hoping that we were going to have that, but we've not. So, yeah, we'll... we'll We'll plan straight on. Um, I'll see if I can so work we'll Yeah, well, we'll start at the back. We'll start uh, in goal. Um, mm-hmm. Now, as as we say, we're going to go through the whole squad. So by my rationale, I'm not including youth players and you know players like um, uh, Jordan Adebayo-Smith, who's made his debut. I'm not including those in this kind of first-team squad, nor am I including youth team coaches, even if they have played for <laughs> us. Um, so we'll start with goalkeepers. We've got three. Josh Vickers... Grant Smith, Sam Slocum. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, standout performer uh, from those three for you, Ben. Um, I think Vickers is 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 the standout, and um, I think Grant Smith has done, you know, relatively well when he's had to come in. Um, there's been a couple of a couple of mistakes, obviously the one last week uh, against Newport, and then um, I think he's come under a lot of stick, which I don't really think is too fair, but. Um, I think yeah, uh, Josh Vickers by a long way has been has been the standout performer. I know uh, I've actually just read the the blog that you've put up on a similar um, um, on a similar topic, and I think when uh, you know when Danny says that he's a potentially championship um, a potential championship goalkeeper, I think you say in there that he's, he would easily fit into a League One side, and I think you're absolutely spot on with that. I don't think um, if he can keep away his injury worries, I think that's the that's the problem. Um, but yeah, I'd, I think Vickers by a long way. Yeah, you see, I agree. Um, I actually think, and I know people have, have criticised Grant, I don't know about the crew game, um, but I thought he was very dodgy, Morecambe, and I thought he was very dodgy, Newport, I thought his handling against Morecambe looked bad, I gave him the benefit of the doubt because of the conditions, but then that mistake against Newport could have cost us. Um, I thought Grant would go away to mm. Maidstone and come back, you know, ready to roll in the swing of things. And he, he actually's come back and looked more nervous than when he first stepped up. That said, I do think that he will remain with the club for the second half of the season. I can't see him going back out on loan. Obviously, he could only go out on loan, unless my understanding is incorrect, uh, to Maidstone. Mm. Um, because he's, he would have played for two teams this year, unless he went out lower, I think, than the National League, isn't it? I think if you go National League South, you can rack up as many teams as you want. Uh, yeah, Josh Vickers is the undoubted number one. The big question mark, of course, is over where Sam Slocum fits into this because there's no more Mickey Mouse Trophy games. Um, there's no games whatsoever where you would expect a reserve keeper to come in. But with with Josh's injury worries, are we going to hang on to Slam? And if we do, that poses a question, how much are we actually paying for him? I mean, Slocum's on. He's on loan, isn't he? He's on loan from Bristol Rovers. Yeah, he's Scunthorpe lad, I think. So he went to yeah. to home. Yeah. Um, is he one that you think is potentially going to go back in January? Well, that's the question for me. Yes, I would. I, Sam would be the sort of person that I would see as kind of saying thanks but no thanks to because Danny won't want three first team keepers around the squad unless he's planning on loaning Grant Smith back out to Maidstone and getting him regular football and keeping Sam Slope as Josh's understudy but while Josh is in and out with the side he's not going to risk sending Grant up and down the A1 to Maidstone or because it's you know it doesn't make sense you know may as well be around the first team squad so seeing as this is the transfer window special we you know we're not here to make the decisions we're here to ask the questions and the big question is you know, does Sam Slocum fit in in the second half of the season? And my own personal opinion is he probably won't play another game for Lincoln. I, yeah, I think you're probably right on that one. Um, it's it's a bit of a shame because, you know, he, he was brought in um, as kind of... It seemed a bit like, you know, emergency cover um, because obviously Josh's injury looked quite serious a while ago. Um, it turned out that uh, it wasn't as serious as people first thought, so we then ended up with three, as you say, first team quality keepers. So, yeah, I think um, Slocum is one that I can potentially see going back to Bristol Rovers. Yeah, I think I, I think with keepers, people aren't going to tune into our transfer window special to listen to us talk about keepers, but that's the, kind of the first question we've got to raise. So we'll move on to defenders now. 
it would be remiss of us just to list a load of defenders on it because there's there's two types of defender, there's full back um, and the centre half. So we'll start with full backs. Now, depending on who you listen to, we've either got three full backs, two of which are fit, or five full backs, uh, two of which are something that rhymes with hit. Um, so we've got <laughs> Sam Habergam, Harry Toffolo and Neil Erdley are definitely fullbacks. I mean, you might have forgotten Sam Habergam. Mm-hmm. He's a left back that we signed a few years ago from uh, from Braintree, who um, have been perennially injured. Uh, if you listen to other people, obviously have Kellen Gordon uh, and James Wilson as well. Kellen Gordon's a winger, James Wilson's a centre half. I'm not having anything else. Uh, so, Toffolo, Erdley, and Habergam. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts there, Ben? Um, I think. Toffolo is my standout so far. I think he's, the way that he's worked with um, Andrade down the left has just been breathtaking at times. Um, it it can sometimes leave that left flank slightly exposed, but I think he's got the pace and I think he's got the the know how to get back and, and cover for it if he does. You know, if he does run a little bit far forward, and obviously, you know, Bruno is is coming back at times and, and trying to get into that spot as well. And I know that's something that Danny said that they've been working on. Um, I think where the problem is is that Bruno isn't quite there yet, and I think he's you know be the first to admit that. Um, and I think there's been at least one instance that comes to mind where he lost his man, and then the cross came in, and it ultimately led to a goal. Um, I think Erdley. Uh, obviously, you know, he's missed a few games and we've had to get cover in uh, in the form of James Wilson. And I think that's where that's the first area where I'm really picking up on and going, that is absolutely where we need the cover. We need to get some proper cover in for Neil Erdley at, at the right back position because we've got, you know, we've, we've got an extremely good player. You know, he's our player of the season last year. We've signed him on a permanent deal um, and he's... You know, he's not a sprightly young lad anymore, and I think he's he's not. I'm not going to say he's injury prone because we've actually managed to to do quite well in terms of keeping his fitness high and and keeping him away from that uh, you know that potential of injury. But I think where the um, where the issue comes in uh, is that if he does take a knock, all of a sudden we look very exposed at that in you know at the right back um, position because, like you say, James Wilson isn't a right back and. As much as I quite like James Wilson, I think he's 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 struggling in that position. Um, and if I'm honest, I think he might be one that that we might be potentially saying goodbye to in January if an offer comes in for him. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you, you've raised some interesting points there, actually, Ben. I think there's there's probably three I'm going to pick up on. Um, first of all, we'll go to Neil Erdley uh, mm-hmm. because I I think Neil Erdley's probably. Uh, our best fullback, and then we picked Harry Toffolo. What worries me a little bit about Toffolo is he's, he really is a wing back for me, and sometimes defensively, I think he's left wanting. Um, I think an average winger can get the best of Harry Toffolo, and I think Neil Erdley will package an average average winger up and you know post him off for another day, whereas he you know he saves the challenge for the better players. Yeah. Um. So that's an interesting point. I certainly agree with you about the fullback cover, but I don't think that we've got fullback in either position. Mm. And as I said, when we were touching on the, the fullbacks that we have got, you know, Sam Habakum's injured. Uh, people are classing Kellen Gordon and James Wilson as right back cover. And by people, you know, I'm not talking about just fans. I'm talking about our management team. Um, they're competent, but they're not stout standing. No, um, and it's the same Scott Wharton on the left hand side as well. You think maybe Scott Wharton could come in and, and and do a job at left back if Toffolo was injured. But I think if either of those players pick up a knock outside the transfer window, I think then we're stuffed and the whole dynamic of the team changes because we rely so much on balls from the flank and those little passes. And you know we saw against Morecambe, Tom Pett obviously was filling in a, a, on the wing at the time, but the the, the opening goal against Morecambe. Uh, the level of football that we we used to create that was was phenomenal, and it involved the fullbacks coming forward. So we've got to have active fullbacks, um, and I just think maybe the loan market's the way to go there. And you know, we talked talked possibly about James Wilson. I'll come to him in a minute. I can't see a future at Lincoln for Adam Crooks. I don't think he's broken through in the way that that we would have liked him to. Mm. Um, and I can't see his retaining Callan Gordon because I can't see Derby being happy with the amount of games that he's played if there's a facility for him to be recalled. Yeah. Uh, and then we go over to James Wilson, who I agree with you. I actually think James Wilson might move on this transfer window. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, it's a shame because he's, he's 
he's a quality player. You know, he, he's obviously he's just had a difficult time of it, and I think it's the same with um, with Scott Wharton, to be honest, as well. You know, you're, you're going to yeah. get you're going to get moments where you have these players that that have come in um, looking to do a job, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Lincoln Lincoln signed Jason Shackle, and. Yeah. You know, when when you've got a, a player of that quality and of that experience, he's he's going to be the first name on the team sheet over Scott Wharton any day. Um, and unfortunately, it's it's just one of those products of football. Um, you know, Scott Wharton's a left sided centre back, so is Jason Shackle. Who are you going to pick? It's it's going to be the person that knows the game inside out, that's played at the top flight level, that's played in you know, that's played at those at that, at that standard of football that can bring that sort of martial like attitude into the game and and some of the stuff that I've seen Shackle do has just been brilliant like you know he will he will take the pace out of a get you know out of an attack and all of a sudden find six or seven yards of space where all, that previously there was nothing there with just one touch you know he can he can take the ball off an attacker take it to the side and then he's got you know three or four seconds to sit there and just go right what's my next move and the way that he does that is just fantastic and yeah, I think I would be disappointed if Scott Wharton got recalled, but I would be completely understanding um, if it happened. Um, I think you're right about Kellen Gordon. I think he's probably going to go back. Um, and yeah, I, I, I don't see a future for, like you say, for James Wilson. Um, I, but then we've got a problem. Yes. Because if Wharton does go back and Wilson goes, then we're a centre-half shot. Yes. And that's and you know that that's the problem with loans, I guess. Um, particularly loans that you know have have recalls in their contracts. I think they they probably all will do. Um, and I think we saw it. Um, you know, we saw it last season um, um, when his name is escaping me now, but he got recalled, and then all Dickie. of a sudden. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Dicky got uh, he got recalled, uh, and then immediately went out and, and signed a permanent contract elsewhere, which left us a little bit short at that time as well. Um, yeah, I'm. I, I I don't really know what to say until it happens because, you know, obviously we're hypothesising at the minute and we're saying, well, this could happen, this could happen, this could happen, but if we do lose both James Wilson and Scott Wharton. Um, then, like you say, we've we've got a problem. Um, I don't I don't think we'll lose both. Okay. Um, obviously, we've, we've kind of shuffled on to centre backs a little bit, and I'm not going to pick a standout performer because it's hard to separate them, and you wouldn't want to try and get in between the two of them because it would be a, <laughs> a night you would never ever forget. Um, not in an odd way, obviously. Um, so, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I I could see Scott Wharton being recalled, but much depends on the terms of his deal. If Wharton is recalled, then Wilson obviously gets one step towards the first team. Possibly, I mean, I'm only thinking Wilson going because of you know potential sale, um, potential cash coming in, etc. But Danny will be busy. I, I would expect somebody to come in at the back, but you know, I'd like to see it to a, a, a kind of a two-footed wing uh, fullback. I mean, Erdley can play left back, so technically, you know, he can, he can cover. But we like him at right back. But a two-footed fullback, um, or or a one-footed fullback that occasionally can try the other one. I mean, you know, Sean Long, bless him, was a right back, but you put him at left back, you might as well put me or you there. And I think you know <laughs> you need somebody that can adapt a little bit. I mean, that's not critical of Sean Long, great right back, but uh, well, good right back rather. Um, but yeah, that's where I can see it coming in. And if we need to another centre back, we can't get undone with that centre back issue because if I remember correctly, it did as last year. You know, we we were chopping and changing. I think James Wilson broke his ankle and he came out. We ended up going to three at the back and um, for a while, and then we were struggling to get. Yeah, it, it just became a bit of a nightmare, and we can't leave ourselves short. It's all right, kind of saying, well, these are good players, but. Yeah, I've seen some people on social media saying we need to bring three in. Well, by my maths at the moment, we've got 23, and that's with Matt Green having gone. So we're not going to bring three in. It's as simple as that. We're not going to go into second half of the season with 26. Anyone thinking that we are is deluded. Um, and when you count up the defenders at the minute, I've got, what, two, four, six, eight on here. That's not including Gordon and obviously not including McComb. Mm. Um, but it is counting Habergam and it is, you know, it is counting Crooks. Eight defenders, four places. It's going to be a one-in-one-out situation. There's going to be nobody coming in without one going back out again. Um, simple as that. 
So that's that's my take on defence. I've got no potential targets to add in in defence because I think, as we've both said, there's variables depending on who gets called out. I'm not too crash hot on my two-footed fullbacks, and I believe if we sign cover, it'll be on loan and it'll be from an under-23 squad. Yeah, so. that's, that's a decent shout. I think uh, it, it it's just that that fullback cover that that worries me. Um, yeah, and it's you know personally, I think that's that's the first area that that needs nailing on. Um, there's obviously another area that we'll come to in a little while. But uh... <laughs> here's one more shout in the defensive area before we move on. Okay, Sam Habergam gets a new deal in May. Mm-hmm. He's out of contract in May. Barely kicked a ball this season, but I would wager that he gets an offer similar to Callum Howe, Alan Power, that sort of offer. You know, a, mm-hmm. a kind of take it or leave it, and it's going to be up to Sam, and I think Sam will take it and remain at the club. And I know a lot of people are wondering if we're going to see him again. I think there's life left in Sam Habergam yet, even though we haven't seen him yet this season. Yeah, and I think that's that's the reason that I didn't really mention left-back cover too much, and it's it's because... I know that we've got a decent left back sat there waiting to get back from his injury and and from you know noises around the club noises that things that Danny's sort of mentioned it sounds a little bit like he's he's getting closer and closer to 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 maybe not making a start but it sounds like he's getting closer to getting back on the bench so and I I think he would probably be okay playing you know second fiddle to to Toffolo but um, I think he would be the cover that on that side that we may potentially need. Yeah, good. Right, we'll move on to central midfield. Mm-hmm. Now, depending on your view, we have four or five. Okay. okay. Um, we know we've got O'Connor, let's face it, going nowhere. We know we've got Lee Frecklington going nowhere. We know we've got Tom Peck going nowhere. We know we've got Ellis Chapman, in my opinion, going nowhere. That Port Vale stuff's bollocks. That the Twitter <laughs> site, it is the Twitter site that put it up is is a you know a little boy in his bedroom wanting to generate a little bit of interest for himself on his Twitter site. Ellis Chapman's not going on loan to Port Vale. It's ludicrous. And if he does go on loan to Port Vale, and I look like an arsehole, then that's football for you, isn't it? But no, <laughs> no chance. In my opinion, no chance. And we've got Juan Luque. Mm-hmm. who can play, you know, for me, he's an advanced midfielder. Um, but the only comment really around that is is Luke because the other four are going nowhere. We're not going to bring anybody into the central midfield, in my opinion, because we can't get the three players in now that we have that we want to, not adequately. So really, I, I don't know if you agree, but it's got to be around whether, whether we keep Luke or whether he goes. Well, I think that's the... That's the big question mark, as you say, and I think that the, the fact that he, you know, he went on loan didn't necessarily set the world on fire when he was on loan. I think it's, um, I don't know if it's going to be one that we're going to look back and go, well, that's a shame, because obviously, you know, we've we've given him his first um, his first go at professional football, and I just think, I don't know. He, he looked all right in pre-season when I went to, you know, went to a couple of the games there, and he, he seemed all right when he came on and played fairly well. Um, I don't know if it's going to be one that that Danny will keep around to say. Look, at the minute, first team first team places are extremely limited. Um, do you want to stick around and, and stay with the club, stay with the squad? Uh, potentially go out on loan again, get some games under your belt, and then come back stronger or something like that. I, I just don't know. Well, Luke's um, got to hope one way or another that it's a positive outcome because he's played for two clubs this year, so he would be yeah. dropping out of national league area. Mm. Um, I actually, I personally, I is another one that I wonder if Danny will think about freeing up the wage. There's no room, you know. Danny's shown there's no room for sentiment. Lee Shaw did well in pre-season in the trials, but. At the end of the day, didn't cut it. We undenied over Luke right the way to the end of the season. Send him out on loan and playing for us in a way is genius because now any of the other League Two teams that had looked at him can't take a chance on him, not until we're out of League Two, hopefully. Uh, I'd like to see him given another six months. What he has looked when he plays is naive, positionally. I think he's looked naive. He's good on the ball. He's got nice technique. Uh, he's full of energetic running. But in a team like ours, there's a lot of emphasis on the midfield being in the right place at the right time. And when it doesn't happen, uh, Boxing Day, for instance, when the midfield don't function entirely, or Oldham, even when we went away to Oldham, um, your game plan falls apart. 
And at the moment, you know, that's why if you look in our it, the centre of the team, okay, Boswick and Shackle, granted, but you know, the real age and experience in the team is O'Connor and Frecklington in the middle there. And then more often than not, they're playing together as well because it's absolutely crucial that that area of the field functions. And whilst Juan Luque is undoubtedly a player who could have a future, when you're an aspiring promoting team, you look at Luton and you look at Accrington last season, they didn't have a wild card that they dropped in every so often. They had first team players that they brought in when their other first team players weren't firing on all cylinders. So yeah. we might keep Luke around to see how he develops over six months. I don't think it's one of the most pertinent um, decisions that we'll make over the summer, but I think it's one that could backfire in a PR sense. Yeah, I think that's the that's the the area that I wonder if um, you know if, if they want to potentially keep that um, keep people sweet on that. Um, Do you think Danny really cares what people think? Well, no, um, I, I don't. But I, I just wonder if it's uh, it. It almost seemed like it was a a PR move to sign him in the first place. I know that sounds really harsh, but you know it was a somebody that has a bit of a journeyman that's always tried you know he's had this dream of wanting to become a professional footballer and then all of a sudden he's you know he's been given a chance with Lincoln City um i don't know we'll we'll see what happens with with Luke Hay. i just wonder if it's going to be uh th- th- there's something in the back of my mind that's that's sort of harking back to um Adrian Petulia and going like you know he became not quite a fan favorite but he became you know somebody that was um that was thought relatively highly of when he arrived and kind of fizzled out a little bit and ended up sort of doing the rounds in other lower league and non-league teams, I guess. He scored 11 in 33 for us. Everybody loved him. Peter Jackson didn't like him and he ended up playing, I think, for Orient in League One. Did he, were they in League One when he went there? Yeah, yeah. He went to Lowry and then he dropped into Hereford. I think he played for Hereford in League Two. I, I, just going back, I don't think that Luke was a PR exercise because I think if Danny had wanted to do that, he would have signed Lee Shaw, which was basically just one Luke from Grantham without the Barcelona stuff. I think I think he saw something in Luke to bring him into the side. Um, but, you know, And also, I don't think that Luke will reach Petulia levels because as far as I'm aware, he's never carried his wife on his back. Um, <laughs> and, and there was just something about Petulia. He had that infectious smile and the hat-trick against mm. Lincoln United and all of that and to a degree there's a comparison there because Luke scored against Blackburn you know everyone thought he's going to be the next big thing but frankly he he flopped badly at Bromley Um, and whether that will count against him or whether Danny will say well let's have a look at him with us for six months remains to be seen so um, happy to move on Yes, yeah, yeah. Now, this is where we get to the real crux of it because this is where I've got a couple of suggestions of players that might come in Um, but we're moving on to the wingers Okay because, and it's odd because what we're actually basically saying is that more or less all our incomings need to be out wide or up front. That's more or less what we've said, unless that, you know, we might need a fullback. But if we're bringing a fullback in, it's, no, we're not looking at a first team fullback, are we? We're looking at cover. Mm. And yet we've conceded, as I blogged earlier, more goals than we had at this point last season and scored more goals than we had at this point last season. So in actual fact, the difference is very much in conceding, not in scoring. But here we are with a list of players we're going to talk about bringing in up front. Do you think that that's probably just the championship manager thing in that it's the wingers and the forwards that everyone notices? (laughs) Possibly. I mean, I think the, um, for me, the thing that's, there was almost, well, it was a bit of an eye opener when you said about the, you know, the fact that we've scored, uh, we've conceded more goals than we had at this point last season. We've got better players, I think, than we had last season. You know, undoubtedly. We've got a, you know, in terms of the 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 personnel that are there, I just think I'm I'm just wondering if it's if it's still taking something to click. You know, if, if something is still not quite right with with the system or something like that. I I don't know. It's a really odd one because. Undoubtedly, you know, Shackle and Bosley playing together are, well, yeah, you can't, you you can't replace either of those with with other players that we've got in the squad. Um, but I I just wonder how it's how it's the case that we've conceded more goals. I just I really do. Only two teams in the top five have conceded fewer amounts of goals than us: MK Dons and Mansfield. 
and both have mm. scored fewer goals than us, eight and nine fewer, respectively. So, again, it's a point. I think it's more reflective. I don't think it's a matter of anything not clicking. I don't think it's a matter of anything anybody not uh, performing. I think last year we came out of the conference or the National League, whatever you want to call it, and we set up not to get beat in the first instance and to snatch games in the second instance. And I think this season the emphasis has shifted and we've got to go and we've got to attack players and attack teams. And we do that by playing one fewer in the defensive midfield area and one more in the attacking midfield area. And that's manifested itself in his conceding. I think it's only a couple more goals we've conceded. It's not like 10 or 15. I think it's only two, isn't it? But we've scored 10 more. So, you know, it's, mm. it's, a, it's a plus eight. So, you know, I, I just think it's interesting that we're going to be talking now for, you know, the, the remaining 15, 20 minutes or whatever about wingers and attackers and who we might bring in and that sort of stuff. So, anyway, we'll go on to the wingers. Um, in my By my count, we've got either three or four. I'm counting Kellen Gordon as a winger. So I'm going to say four. Uh, Harry Anderson, Bruno Andrade, and Bernard Mensah. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not going to. I'm not going to ask you to pick out a standout performer because I think that's obvious to everybody <laughs> who the standout performer is. I actually think as a pairing, Andrade and Anderson are very, very hard to dislodge. I know people have had a, uh, had a bit of a moan about Harry. Have a look at who our second highest scorer is this season. Yeah. And that'll give you know that that tells you. In fact, I think if you do the maths, has he not scored the most amount of goals this season uh, from open play? Oh, don't bring up the open play argument. <laughs> no, it's, it's a fair point. Has he scored? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's possible. So uh, all I'm actually doing in that, I'm not trying to, to berate John Akindi in any way whatsoever. As you know, I'm merely pointing out that. You know, those that were knocking Harry the other week should remember this is a 21-year-old boy who who has scored uh, five goals from open play uh, in the league. Yeah, he's our second um, highest scorer with five, and I think I think John Akindi's got three penalties, hasn't he? So uh, I th- think three or four. I think. Three or four. If it's four, then Harry Anderson's leading scorer from open play. I'll have the answer for, to that uh, in a minute. So, so what are your thoughts initially on the wingers, mate? Um. I mean, yeah, obviously Bruno's been the standout by a long way. Um, he's going to be he's going to be one that's key to hold on to. And I personally, I I can't see him going in January. Um, I I just think he's he's a player that's you know he's he's coming into league football for the first time in his well uh, first team league football for the first time in his career, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know he's obviously had a, a successful couple of seasons down in uh, in non-league. He's come into a, a team that are looking to go up this year and and you know do the best they can do. He's loved by the fans. I I can't really see him going anywhere unless there's a championship club that come in for him. And I personally don't think he's quite there just yet. Um, I think if a championship club came in for him um, and took him, I think it would be a step too early for him um but i mean i imagine there is an enormous enormous release clause in his contract as well um that that would have to be met for that to happen um i know that the release clause discussion is something that we've talked about before and we probably will again at some point um but yeah i I can't see i can't see bruno leaving i can't see harry leaving either um and i think they're going to be like Harry's getting his confidence back now. You know, he scored two and two. Um, he's looking, he's looking sharper now. He's looking like he's he's making the better decisions. Um, so I, I, I'm intrigued when you say that you you think we need to potentially bring in a couple more. Um, well, well the reason being, I, I, first team wise, Andrade and Anderson, I think is is a, is a sure thing. I do think that Danny would like to take Harry out of the firing line sometimes because Harry does come in peaks and troughs. Uh, and he's in a peak at the moment, and you could see that peak instantly from his goal against. Correct me if I'm wrong, Morecambe, and then then since then, for me, he's probably our best player in that Morecambe Newport kind of double, you know, over the course mm. of the two games. But the way that Danny plays um, his football um, relies heavily on the wingers, and it relies heavily on pace. And you know, there was a time towards the end of last season where we started with two wingers and he would replace them. I think, you know, we had um, Jordan Williams, we had Danny Rowe, I'm going to talk about in a minute. Um, you know, we had the other players that, that, that were already at the club, the Harry Andersons. So I think for a, a Danny Cowley team to be going into the second half of the season 
with two wingers who are first team quality and then Bernard Mensah and Kellen Gordon as well is a rarity. And I think a lot of our pre-season um, business was based around this whole notion of three five two, and yeah, you know, whether I, I don't know what happened there, but yeah, you know, we went three five two against Northampton in the first game. We bombed badly, even though we won. It was poor performance, uh, and Danny did away with it. We didn't play with it after that, and yet all of the the preseason hype for me seemed to be building towards three five two. You know, we had that we had a number of centre backs across the back. Now whether that was because Luke Waterfall moved on and left us short at centre half, but that would seem ludicrous mm-hmm. with Jason Shackle coming in. So. So I just believe that in the second half of the season, when you get tiring legs, tiring defenders, heavy pitches, a lot of what Danny is going to want to do is going to be based around getting extra legs on in the second half. Uh, We saw Matt Green was very effective coming off the bench. In terms of effective, I don't mean scoring and setting up goals. I just mean giving players the run around. But the the way that we play Mm. now, that 4-4-1-1, doesn't give you the opportunity to bring a centre-forward on who's going to give you the runaround as much because you still got to have the focal point, be it John O'Kindy, Matt Reid, you still got to have that player up front. So then what you're doing is bringing somebody in for the player who's in the hole, be it McCartan or Pet. But that isn't the player that's meant to be stretching. That's the player that's meant to be continually filling that little gap. So you're meant to actually get your additional running from out wide, which is why I think we're going to bring in wide players this transfer window I might be wrong but I think because he's going to look as the legs tire instead of bringing a Matt Green on through the centre it'll be and I think I actually think we'll keep Callum Gordon um, I know there's a big question mark if Derby don't recall him I don't think Danny will send him back that's that's the point I mean mm. uh, so that's why I think that we should bring some out somebody else in definitely in, in okay. you know, or, or why I think we will why I could see benefit in them doing it yeah no that's fair enough um so I think that's that's probably the wingers, well, kind of covered. Yeah, possibly. I tell you what. Let, I mean, let's first of all let's say that John Akindi's actually scored five penalties of his eight league goals. Five mm-hmm. penalties. So um, yeah, Harry Anderson is our leading scorer from open play, which uh, yeah I think is quite interesting. Um, Fair enough. Then we uh, well, let's talk about potential new players out wide because I I have identified two. Uh, both names that I've spoke about in the past, one of which who's worn Lynx colours in the past, um, Danny Rowe. His name keeps coming up. Um, okay. He's been told, uh, Paul Lambert has spoke about him not being fit enough for championship football. Now, whether that's, right. yeah, he's been injured in and out of injury, but whether that's also in terms of physical fitness or not, who knows? I think there's a possibility that we could get Danny Rowe back. And it's nothing more than a hunch, but I think he would fit what we were trying to do. It would fit with Ipswich if they want to get him some regular football. He knows the club. You know, he suffered from injury when he was here last time. I don't know what your thoughts would be on that. That would be... Um, that, well, that, that would be an exciting move um, if that were to happen. Um, I would, I'd, I'd love to see Danny Rowe back. I think he scored um, one of the best goals of last season. Uh, I think it was against Peterborough in the Checker trade. Yeah, it was a stunner. Um, yeah, where he, he cut in from the right-hand side and curled it into the top corner. I think he was... Uh, if we could get Danny Rowe back, I think that would all of a sudden, you know, up the game and, and might cause uh, some opposition Twitter accounts to tweet out again oh bloody hell just given the title already because I think that happened with uh, somebody when we signed Shackle at the start of the season um yeah I'd, I'd love to see that happen um whether it will or not I I don't know um yeah, the other yeah I, I, sorry go on. Go on. I say the other player that I mentioned I don't know if it rings a bell with you or not it's Blair Turgut um Turgut no. Turgut was a teammate of Bruno Andrade's at Boreham Wood the year that we came up and okay. um, he scored 11 from the flank this season for Maidstone, uh, who we have a relationship with because of Grant Smith, uh, Grant Smith. I can't say Grant. That's because my, my partner's from Cambridge. I'm starting <laughs> to speak like I was born with a silver spoon um, with Grant Smith. Um, so there's a few things that line up there. And, you know, when you're talking about transfer windows and speculation, you're always looking for those coincidences. And then Danny just pulls something out of the bag that nobody would expect. Um, so for mm. me, there's, I'd, I'd like to see Turgut given a chance. He's a former West Ham youngster who was really highly rated at West Ham for, for a while. And, and he's he's tumbled down the divisions, but he's he's born again in uh, in 
uh, the National League. He actually scored against us in the National League, I believe, on our away trip. Might have been Bromley, actually, not okay. Boreham Wood. I might be talking a little bit of guff there. Um, but yeah, he he's in, he he would interest me. Um, whether that's on the cards or not, you know, I've got, I, I don't know that at all. I know sometimes people seem to think I do get some sort of advance warning, but sadly not, because if I did, I would be blowing my own trumpet. So, <laughs> so no, that's a, that's a good shout. I'm just I'm just looking at him now, actually, at uh, Maidstone. Yeah, he's. Uh... It doesn't look like a bad player at all. No, I think he's been what he's suffered from is a little bit of inconsistency over his time, and I think I think that's one of his problems. I think he's, you know, he's one of these players that's fallen down the divisions. You look at Jay Emmanuel Thomas; he's another one, isn't he? In recent years, who you know, he was at Arsenal; he was the next big thing. He went to Bristol City, released by QPR last season, and he hasn't got himself hooked up with a with a team since. Um, and mm. I think that again is you know, Blair Turger is that sort of player. Um, and okay. you know, it was he was with Boreham. He was at Boreham last year with with uh, with um, Bruno, but he didn't play that much. I don't think. I think he only scored twice. Started about ten, um, but he moved to Stevenage and didn't get a look in at Stevenage in the football league last season. So, but twenty four years old, bags of potential, can do it in the national league. And if anybody can tempt it out of you in the football league, it's going to be Danny Cowley. Absolutely. Shall um, we move on yeah, to forwards? I was going to say, let's let's have a look at the forwards then. Right. Well, I th- the, first of all, I think that we have three centre forwards at the minute. Correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. Matt Reed, Shane McCart, and John Akindi. Mm-hmm. Of those, I'm going to say Akindi is my star player, and I don't care what anybody says. I know he scored five penalties, and I wish I hadn't researched and I find out how, how many it was. Um, but I just I just like John Akindi. I think he's a good player. I think the fact that all the other players are scoring goals is, you know, in a degree with a degree down to him um, as well. And I think he's a vital part of us being top of the table. Yeah, hundred um, percent. It's I'm I'm tired of of defending yeah. what he does. Um, I know it's it's easy to to say things like that, but when you look at his recent performances in particular, you know, his knockdown for Pet for the third against uh, against Newport, it was, it's just the way that he plays is sometimes not the way that people want to get the ball up to him. Um, and that's frustrating to watch sometimes, you know, you'll, you'll see, you'll see Bozzy or Shackle or sometimes even Vickers, you know, launch it from, um, from way, way deep, trying to get it up to his head, and when he doesn't win the flick on, everyone just oh, Reedy would have won that. It's like yeah, because Reedy is a different player, and I think I don't know. I, I just wonder if there's still some stuff that needs to not get through to people because that sounds really harsh. But I just wonder if there's some stuff that you know people aren't quite getting right when it comes to the delivery to John because as soon as he gets the ball you know to his feet or over the you know to his chest or over the shoulder he he becomes a different player and he makes his chances you know he makes his own chances he makes chances for other people and uh, yeah by far and away he's been my star player uh, so far up front this season yeah so uh, yeah I mean I I don't think that's taking anything away from Matt Reed or Shane McCartan I think with Matt Green moving on I don't think there's any doubt at all that there's got to be a focus on bringing in a centre forward Um, Mm -hmm. I think that the real problem that faces Danny is how he brings one in and how he integrates him into the side because you would consider it likely that it won't be a target man because we've got a kindy who who plays as a target man, rightly or wrongly. Um, we've got Matt Reed who's mm. the target man. So you would think it's going to be a runner that he's looking to bring in. Um, mm. But, you know, people, and I'll address something now, people say, you know, oh, I'd like to see that Macaulay Barn. I'd like to see Jaden Stockley. I'd like to see Tyler Walker leave Mansfield and come here. Those, those sorts of transfers are not going to happen. Um, mm. Macaulay Barn, I personally can't see him succeeding in the Football League. I might be wrong, you know, I think he's one of those players that hovers between two. You look at Dwight Gale in the Championship, you know, great Championship player, can't do it in the Premier League. I'm, I might be wrong with Bond, but I think there's too much element of risk. And we wouldn't fork out the sort of money that's being quoted. You know, people are going to, he's going to go for half a million or something like that because of the goals he's mm-hmm. got and the age he is. Mm-hmm. Jaden Stockley, £750,000 release clause to be met by Portsmouth. You know, and people will go, we should be going for that sort of player sort yourselves out you know that's three four times our, our record signing it was absolutely and utterly ridiculous 
And when you're saying things like that, well, it makes me think, you know, people who I, I look on the internet and they say, I'd like to sign Jaden Stockley, makes me think that, that person doesn't actually understand football in the slightest when I see comments like that. I hope that doesn't offend anybody, but that's fact. It's the same when people are saying, you know, Tyler Walker, I've seen reports today, might be recalled by Mansfield. The people go, oh, yeah, they can loan him to us. Why on earth would they do that? Do you not understand football? They're not going to go, we'll take him off Mansfield and give him to Lincoln. They're not Lincoln fans. If they're going to leave him in League Two, they'll leave him at Mansfield. Yeah, just yeah. comments like that just make me think, yeah, sort yourselves out. And the other player, and this is one who I've mentioned myself, who we won't sign, is Sammy Samodic from Colchester. Now, we might have picked up a Samodic when he's out of contract at Colchester because he actually played under Danny and Nicky at Braintree very briefly on loan. Um, he's a fantastic player who I'd love to see come to Lincoln, but we're not going to sign him in January. Simple as that. We're not going to we're not going to spend the six figure sum on uh, a player from one of our rivals unless it's a player who's coming out of contract to our rival, who like Tom Pett last season had been kind of in and out of the side and yeah wasn't a headliner. Simply, you know, I, I can't stress it enough. When you say you you, well, you think we're going to sign Jaden Stockley, you make yourself look like an idiot. So. Um, I, I mean, I think that's the thing. It's it's when you know we've got a player that, well, we you know we've just let a player go in Matt Green. I think if we were, if if somebody were to say, look at it on the you know look at it the other way, would we have let Matt Green go to MK Dons? Well, there's a rumor you know, that he was meant to be going to Mansfield, and we um, that's why the Salford deal was rushed through. Yeah, you know, would would we have would we have let him go? To, well, would we have liked it if he'd have gone to Mansfield? Would we have liked it if he'd have gone to another one of our rivals? I I just I don't think I don't think that's a a sensible thing to to request or to to look for is oh yeah let's let's look at a top striker of one of our rivals. It's like you say, it's not going to happen. It's even Macaulay Bon as well. It's even you know Bon is if you if we're looking in the conference and we're looking at the type of striker that we like. I mean, we've seen Macaulay Bon. And I know he's scoring really well for Leighton Orient, and he's yeah. But when you see that he's been linked with Leeds and he's been linked with Sheffield Wednesday, Lincoln City are not going to mm. sign him. You know, he'll go to League no. One or something like that, and it's a risk. And other teams can afford to take a risk. Teams like Sunderland, for instance, they might pay him because they've got three hundred thousand pounds to spend because they attracted forty six thousand fans on Boxing Day. We haven't got three hundred thousand pounds to spend. We ain't got forty six thousand fans to draw from. So we've got to be a lot more careful about who we sign and all of our transfers are more measured. And when we take a punt, it's on a Juan Luque. It's not on a half a million pound Macaulay Bond. And when it doesn't go right, we shrug our shoulders and go, ah, oh, well, we'll move on. It doesn't happen. Um, if we were going to buy out of the um, National League, I'd quite like to see us to go, aside from Turg, I already mentioned, I'd quite like Paul McCallum at Eastley. Um, okay. He was uh, he was also at West Ham, and there's something about former West Ham players. It's about the way they're coached and schooled. And yeah, I know that. Okay, Danny had Taylor Miles, and it didn't really work out. But I like Luca McCallum. I think he scored eleven or twelve this season for Eastleigh. Um, they're not exactly flush with cash after the whole Stuart Donald leaving thing, so there could be a deal set up there. But again, it just depends: is he ready to make that step back up? Because as I understand it, I think he was with might be wrong here and I'm sure you're googling him as we speak um, but I think he was with Leighton Orient I think he had two seasons at Orient as they fell out of the league uh, but he's right yeah is that right he's a player who I would very much like to see as target um, there's been rumours I think this morning that Stevenage might be interested in him so he's attainable not like a Macaulay Bond who you know not leads Sheffield Wednesday it's kind of league two is the is the level that the people are looking at for him um, and I think he's the right sort of player to bring on in the dying stages who can do do a little bit of the running between between the Kindy and Reed or, or whoever. So um, that's one. Yeah. Uh, would you like me to discuss a couple of others? Well, I was going to say that the, the big question that um, I wanted to ask, um, do we think we'll still have Shane McCartan in February? Good question. Yes, I do. Now... Okay. Three weeks ago, no. But if you look at Bradford, they got rid of their chairman. Uh, and I think they've won. Okay, they lost, I think, at, against Sunderland on Boxing Day. But they're, they're doing well. I think they scored eight goals in two games. Uh, I can't see why they would want to recall McCartan. 
And he came on a season-long loan. Obviously, I think he can be recalled. I think that was to the talk of Tyler Walker this morning. People were saying, well, can he be recalled? Season-long loan. I saw some comments. And as far as I'm aware, anyone on a season-long loan can be recalled if they need to be. You know, the season-long is, is, is a guide. So, But no, I think we'll keep Shea. Um, I think okay. he's dropped off in coming in the past couple of weeks as well, if, if I'm entirely honest. I think he's yeah carries the ball nicely, but I think there's been a... He's tried to carry the ball too far at times. Um, but then if Akindi hadn't been greedy against Morecambe, I believe it was, broke through, didn't mm. he? Did the, did the defender broke through, could have squared it to Shea, and maybe all he needs is a goal. But yeah, I think we'll hang yeah. on to Shea. Okay. I'll do. Um, I, I'm less optimistic, but if it happens, I will be very happy. Yeah. Um, but the the other question that I wanted to ask for just before we go into your other your other targets, um, there's a rumor that's floating around, and I know that you sort of kind of laughed it off. Um, it's gone a little bit quiet over the past couple of days. Um, Mark Cooper's also dismissed that he's potentially going to Forest Green, and that is the the, the rumor that just will not go away of, of Moa, uh, Moisa. He just said it had gone away for the last four days. Now he's saying it won't well, go away. Well, when I say it won't go away, I mean it, it's it's come back up in the in the press, um, you know, particularly from from down that end of the country. Um, yeah, Moisa, any any thoughts on that? Do we do we think it's a, a realistic potential target? Or I it, it, it it's hard. I I find that I find it an interesting one, um, but I just can't see it. If we signed Mo Issa, I think it would spell the end of Tom Pett, possibly. Certainly the first-team starter, because um, Issa would have to start. Bristol Road, Bristol City would not lend us a, an investment like that without a guarantee that he's going to start. So it would be Issa and Akindi up top, which would sound deadly, but then you go into a conventional 4-4-2. Um, and, I'd, you know... In terms of running in front of the defence, you're then going to have O'Connor and Frecklington. I, I, I can see how, I mean, I, you know, I'm never going to turn Mo Issa down because he scored a lot of goals last season, but I, I, I can't see it. I really can't see it. If it happened, it would be a phenomenal move, but it would also require quite a lot of adjusting in terms of our first team setup, which would be interesting. It might be that he played in a hole behind a kindy. I mean, what I liked about Issa was he seemed to have a little bit of everything. He was tall. He was quite powerful. He wasn't a target man. He could run with the ball at his feet. He could finish. I liked all of that. He looked a little bit raw when when he came to Sinsel Bank last season. Um mm. but I you know that will have changed significantly at Bristol City. We do have good links with Bristol City. But let's put it this way: he's not on my list of um, of players that I would either like to see or think might be realistic signings that we're going to touch on. So, okay, know, yeah, that's where I am with my ISA. No worries. Let's go through that list then. Right. Well, there's four players that I've identified. Um, most one or two of them, I think, have already been spoken about on the blog. Possibly the first one is Ashley Nadison, mm-hmm. um, who is the the forward who's been leading, who's leading scorer for Carlisle at the moment has been recalled by Fleetwood. Joey Barton is saying that that's with a view to fighting for a first team place. Uh, John Sheridan at Carlisle is saying that's with a view to Nadison being shifted on while he's got a little bit of resale value. Um, he emerged from the youth setup at Fleetwood. He's initially from the Crawley area. The talk is that there's going to be a League Two bidding war, and the teams that are willing to spend a little bit of money on Nadison will get him. Fifty thousand, seventy-five thousand should secure his services. We saw um, what Ashley and Addison can do because he scored both goals against us for Carlisle in the league. He was dropped for the cup and couldn't, couldn't play against us. Incredibly quick player. His style might be suited to playing out wide um, or certainly on, at the side of a three-man attack, which we could revert to late on in games. Something tells me that he's a player that Danny will have looked at whether he's he's actually a target or not, I don't know. But he's one that I would like to see come to the club. Uh, okay. The next three would all be loan players, which you know is another way that we may well go, depending on who goes back. The first one uh, is just a stab in the darkness, and it really wouldn't be as a first team player. But I wondered about potential of Ryan Loft. Uh, I think Loft. Okay. is an uh, is a Leicester City under twenty three player, but he's been on loan at Exeter. Most importantly, he was on loan at Braintree with Danny and Nicky um, the year before they came to us. So he's a player that's known to Danny and Nicky. Uh, whether or not there's a, 
he would fit in. I don't know. It might be that maybe Danny doesn't want to get caught short as we were last year because we did that was, you know, that what happened last year was we got, we got done. Uh, we, mm. you know, we ended up playing three men at the front because that was literally all that we had to offer. So, but what I thought about loft was, you know, there was Tom Hopper came from, from the Leicester set up, didn't he? Before he, um, before he uh, uh, went to uh, Scunthorpe. So he's one, you know, there's kind of a link there. Big lad as well, six foot three. Um, I think he's been on loan at Stevenage. But he's just basically, I think he's looking for a break, 21 years old. Certainly somebody I think that could be primed um, for a move to Lincoln. And and he's also a former high jump champion. And let's face it, um, you know, with those long balls coming into the box, six foot three and high jump experience, that'd be wonderful, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. I think he's even from Gravesend as well I've got written down here so I'm hoping that that's not meant to be next to my next player uh, which was Joe Nuttall Uh, Joe Nuttall is the lad from Blackburn Rovers Uh, he played against us in both the friendly uh, excuse me uh, the friendly and the Coca-Cola Cup game Okay. Uh, former Aberdeen striker, 21 years old, six foot again. So, you know, he's, he's a physical presence, if not a target man. Um, but he, he's not got the breakthrough at Blackburn. Relatively highly rated there. But when they're in the championship, they've got Adam Armstrong and Danny Graham up top. He's just not getting a look in. Uh, possibly mm. primed for a League One move. But he has, I think it has been suggested by Tony Mowbray that he could go in the transfer window. And it wouldn't surprise me at... Uh, Again at twenty one, if if he was one that came through, and I think he spent his youth uh, years Aberdeen, which is an interesting uh, interesting backdrop. Um, okay, Gavin Riley is another one who I think Riley is the sort of player that would Danny would target because he's currently in League One with Bristol Rovers. Signed for Bristol Rovers in the summer, hasn't been able to settle there. Now bear in mind, Bristol have sacked a manager; they're in upheaval. Um, they can't get rid of Stefan Payne, who everyone I, th- I think has said that that uh, they'd like to see sign for Lincoln, but Payne can't because Payne's played for Shrewsbury and Bristol Rovers. Uh, Riley started his first game in a long while this weekend. I think Bristol Rovers even won three-one, but he didn't get on the score sheet. Uh, and there's talk that he could be available for loan. We've already got a couple of lads from Bristol Rovers. If we've looked after them properly, okay, maybe immensely we haven't, but you know that could be um, could be another route to. Uh, to a player. Oh, there was one more, actually, and I've not written it down, but I think I'm just having a quick look at Ryan Bowman. Yeah, there we go. Ryan Bowman, 27-year-old, playing for Motherwell at the moment. Um, but he's one that's been targeted by Exeter as a potential Jaden Stockley replacement. Uh, and there's been a firm bid coming from him from uh, Exeter City, uh, according to the Scottish Sun yesterday. But there's two other League okay. Two clubs sniffing around. He, uh, he played for Gateshead in 2015-2016, scored 19 goals in 48. So um, he played for Gateshead against Danny and Nicky's brain tree. So Danny and Nicky have seen him. He got the move to the Scottish Premier League, 10 goals in 72 for Motherwell. Um, but he's he's 27, I think I've already said that. Six foot two, very much a target man. Uh, and also scored twice uh, against us for Darlington in 2011 I think just after we'd come down so okay um he's another That'd one be an interesting one yeah but that's it that that's my list and I mean you know two of the guys I've picked there are target men and I previously said that we've got two target men and wouldn't be looking for any more so you know it shows mm. what I know about recruitment <laughs> yeah I mean do you think there's going to be anything um uh do you think there's going to be anything from from Danny's trips over to Ireland at all Possibly, I, I, I don't know. I mean, there's nobody. There's a centre half there that I liked the look of, who I'd uh, I'd made a, a note of for the last conversation that we were going to have, and then I didn't bring my notes with me. Um, but he's also been linked with Doncaster, uh, and there was another lad who actually signed for Doncaster, who I did on one of my blogs as well. So it's possible it could be that that was just scouting. Um, you know, there was lots of rumours pre-season, wasn't there, that we'd got the link up with Bournemouth and we might get a Bournemouth youngster or two. Uh, but it didn't. It didn't yeah. come off. I think what tends to happen is these news stories come out, and people instantly think that something's going to happen. And I think a lot of what yeah. Danny does is 
you know, he's not a reactive manager, so he's not going to go over there, see somebody come back. You know, that that thread won't quite follow through. And I, don't, I think in transfers, often people think there's a nice straightforward narrative. Everybody thinks that Lee Frecklington came to the book signing in December last year and made his comments about Lincoln. And I they think that the narrative started when we played Rotherham and it, it worked all the way through. You speak to Lee and January came and he didn't realise he was going to be moving up. So, it's easy to create a story or to cre- you know to create that kind of plot line and then get through to the end and go oh we all knew that was going to happen but you know that nine times out of 10 it's a tom pet who nobody talks about until his car pulls through the gate you know 2 days before he signs yeah so i mean that's the thing that it's always going to be i mean i i personally think you know the, the players that you mentioned there i think they're they're good shouts i think they're realistic targets which is the the key thing um but we just don't know what's going to happen. You know, Danny could surprise everybody, find another gem from non-league and essentially do, you know, what, what Keith managed to do many years ago, pick out a few different players um, and, uh, you know, mould them into a team that will, will do exceptionally well. The only difference really this time round um, is sort of compared to the Keith days is that we've got a little bit of money behind us this time round. Um, um, let's not, let's not that. Let that be a fallacy. The only money that we've got behind us, and I'm assuming this is what you're alluding to, is a Matt Green fee. Well, yeah, you know, we, we've got there money isn't from, anything else. No, I mean, there's not, you know, a huge war chest that's that's been there. But Danny's publicly said that you know, money from transfers going out and and money accrued from success and things like that is essentially going back into his playing budget. So we'll have probably a little bit of money from the FA Cup, a little bit of money from Matt Green sale. Um, or you know, if rumours are to be believed, quite a bit from the Matt Green sale. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I think uh, it's it's going to be an exciting time. Danny's obviously said that the key thing for him is to not lose anybody. Um, I I can see offers coming in. Um, you know, they're bound to. Uh, but I I don't really think we're going to lose any of our first team in January. And you know, I I'm saying this on uh, you know on the the 28th or yeah on the 28th of December and just watch when uh, the 1st of February comes round and I'm hopefully not eating my words but uh, yeah all, all I'll all I'll say is to everybody who follows these idiots on Twitter um I can't remember the like EFL hub uh, or um, team talk website that say Harry Anderson is going to Blackburn or Ellis Chapman's going to Port Vale just remember on the 1st of February and maybe press the block button so it's sick and tired of seeing them retweeted on banter as if they're actual fact. You know, ooh, this is interesting. Ellis going to Port Bell. Jesus, I could go. I could go and set an account up and put, yeah, I am EFL master. And then I could put, uh, yeah, like Matt Green going to Salford. But if I put it on now and someone looks in three weeks, oh, yeah, that came off. And then I'd put something crazy just to get, you know, like um, Lincoln are going to sign Mo Issa or, or even Jaden Stockley. And somebody would go, this is interesting. In fact, I bet I could do it tomorrow. I could go online tomorrow, create a Twitter account, put a load of other bullshit rumours on, and then at the end put Lincoln or sign Jaden Stockley. And some dribbling idiot will see it on Twitter and go, oh, that's interesting, and retweet it all across uh, Bredimp's banter and banter and all the message boards and nine times out of ten there'll be somebody else that goes on and go this could happen and that's how a rumour starts and it, it just sorry do you know what it really gets my goat it really does when I see it online when I go online and then I see people I respect as fans discussing it as if it might happen going well this has come out of the blue of course it's come out of the blue some seven 17 year old who hasn't got anything better to do he's just made it up in his bedroom you can't get much more out of the blue than that <laughs> sorry ben that, that, do you know what it, you have no idea how much it winds me up and bear in mind i'm somebody who predominantly uh, for 90 percent of my working life are writing about transfer rumors but there's two different you know there's there's transfer rumours that are realistic or that have some sort of basis or you'll find out in later. I think we wrote something about Paul Ince going to Macclesfield a few months back and everyone said, oh, it's crap. And then it's come out actually, Macclesfield, or no, Morecambe, sorry. Morecambe did talk to Paul Ince briefly. So, you know, there was some basis in that. Yeah. And that's why the newspapers pick up on it and that's what goes on news now. But Twitter as a source of transfer rumours, Jesus Christ, honestly, you may as well read The Sun. Hey, let's never read The Sun, ever. Um, 
but no, I think that's a good spot to leave it. Uh, we've had a, a good hour or so talking about the squad and, and the potential targets, things like that. Um, enjoy your trip to Cambridge. This should be going out hopefully Friday night if I can get my arse in gear. If not, it'll be out Saturday morning. Um, sure. uh, well, if it's Friday night, I can promote it. Anyway, that's yeah. us having a conversation, isn't it? That's not us on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, enjoy your trip down to Cambridge. Um, hopefully, you know we'll uh, we'll do well in that one. And next week we'll be back to our regular Thursday slot. Um, we'll have uh, we'll have discussion about the games, depending on we'll how have we Everton feel. preview. Yeah, we'll we have will. Everton that's, preview, won't we? That's going to be exciting. Um, mm. Might give me a chance to to try and watch some Premier League football at the weekend when we get back as well. So. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yes, thank you for listening and we will see you guys next week. Take care. Goodbye. Have a good transfer window. Bye. It's the 90th minute and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.